free speech to free minds. It's the David Knight Show. The Common Man. They created Common Core to dumb down our children. They created Common Past to track and control us. Their Commons Project to make sure the commoners own nothing. And the communist future. They see the common man as simple, unsophisticated, ordinary. But each of us has worth and dignity created in the image of God. That is what we have in common. That is what they want to take away. Their most powerful weapons are isolation, deception, intimidation. They desire to know everything about us while they hide everything from us. It's time to turn that around and expose what they want to hide. Please share the information and links you'll find at thedavidnightshow.com. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. If you can't support us financially, please keep us in your prayers. TheDavidKnightShow.com All right, and Tony Arterman is back with us, and it's great always to talk to Tony. Uh, he's been a good friend and supporter of this show. As a matter of fact, uh, if you go to davidknight.gold, that will take you to Tony's website, uh, wisewolf.gold. And um, he sells gold, silver, and he can even help you with Bitcoin. And uh, again, he's somebody that I trust. And I wanted to get Tony on as soon as this was sent to me by a listener. And um, before I get Tony on, let me just show everybody. I, I talked about this briefly. Sent me a stack of 1,000 Bolivar bills. <laughs> These things are full of Bolivar. They're very thick compared to American currency. They've got all these different things running through them, like you see in the $100 bills, you know, where they're running um, uh, stuff that they can, you know, weaving it into the uh, currency and everything. And they were worth absolutely nothing. I mean, you got to have like a million of these things in order to get a dollar. I don't know what it is, but, but this is representative of hyperinflation. And truly, uh, I'd had a story years ago where they uh, were saying that it cost them way more <clears throat> to print their money than it was worth it. And, and I'm sure that's the case because, again, this is heavy paper and it's got all kinds of anti uh, you know, copying uh, things that are put on it on the back of it. It's got a couple of armadillos, which is kind of interesting. Uh, but uh, that is absolute garbage. But then he sent me a um, uh, an ounce of gold and an ounce of silver, and he said, "Fake money, fake gold, fake silver." Uh, but I included twenty dollars of real money, <laughs> and then he puts the real in quotes. He said, "Seriously, the gold and silver is fake uh, from China." And it is flooding America with non-metallic uh, fake bullion. And so joining us now is Tony Arterman. Thank you for joining us, Tony. Always great to be here, David. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I wanted to get you on because I want to say, how do we know? I mean, this looks and feels uh, legit. Uh, how do we know, uh, spot the real thing from the phony thing, you know, physical gold? Well, it is difficult, uh, but not impossible. And even somebody who just wants to invest $10 uh, in being able to detect fake gold and silver can do so. And one of the ways you can do that, and I, I brought some props on today, but one of the ways you can do that is you can go to a jewelry supply store and get a rare earth magnet. I'll hold this up to the camera. Oh. It's a little rectangle. It's yeah. a, just a rare earth, a very strong magnet. Oh yeah. And they use that in the small speed. That's what's made uh, small speakers so good is those very powerful rare earth magnets. Yeah. Yes. And it, this is a, a very inexpensive way to test for metals. And so the first thing you want to you know, check, and if you're looking at any metal, whether it's jewelry or whether it's bullion, uh, does it stick to the magnet? That's not supposed to happen. It should not pull that metal at all. But something really interesting happens when you have a rare earth magnet and you put it next to, say, uh, this is a Canadian maple leaf, one ounce gold maple leaf from the Canadian mint. This is it has no coinage metal in it at all. And I'll talk about that here in a second. This is just pure gold. 
if you put the magnet over it, it should give you like a little signature reverberation. It like has an energy signature to it. So it doesn't stick and it doesn't push it away per se, but it gives you an energy feedback. Huh. Uh, it's kind of hard to explain unless you go and go to roseco.com or one of the jewelry supply stores and get yourself a, a rare earth magnet. You can just type that in. They're really cheap. Um, and then if you have some bullion, whether it's gold or silver, you put that magnet up to it, it's going to give you a little bit of a feedback and uh, kind of hard to explain, but that's one way to do it. The other is weight. Now you could look up, especially if you're buying bullion, if you look up the weight of that coin, whether it's an American Eagle or a Krugerrand or a $20 gold piece, the pre-1933 American $20 gold piece, um, you're going to know what the weight is before you buy anything. So you're going to you know, have, bring a scale, know how many grams it is, because a fake is either going to be over or under, right? Mm-hmm. If it's exactly the, the, the uh, weight that it's supposed to be, but it, it looks larger, then that's a fake also. You've got to look at the size, the weight, and uh, most of the fakes I've seen have been under. Mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of gold. It's really heartbreaking because people will, you know, older people bring their savings that they thought they had, they bought from someone. And it's, it's all mostly fakes. There's a few you know, real pieces mixed in. Another uh, big part of the fakes that I see are the pre-1933s. And they come in and they usually have 1933 stamped on them. Well, if you have a 19, there's only like five that are known to exist. So if you have a 1933 at $20, thank God, <laughs> um, you're probably wanted by the authorities because that was highly illegal to take them out of the mint. That was... Uh, and I don't know if, if any have ever been found uh, in the modern era, but yeah, the, the, those are also fakes. And so I, I see a lot of those. It's mostly about the weight. Let, um, let me interject something here. We had business dealings, unfortunately, with a guy who was a known criminal. He had sold gold to uh, a lot of Christians, and and then he had been jailed. He had been um, found guilty at the federal, state, and local level of, of independent uh, events. You know, he, he was a convict that, that spanned uh, every jurisdiction of government. And I didn't know about this. And uh, he was uh, somebody that helped to rip us off when we sold our business 20-some-odd uh, years ago. But one of the things, as we started doing investigation of him a little bit uh, too late, uh, we found that he had been <laughs> jailed for selling gold coins that were supposed to be uh, Roman coins, and they were marked 5 B.C. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, 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 a, that's a dead giveaway. When I'm looking at it, you're talking about weight, you know, the things that were sent to me uh, by the listener here. When I'm holding these, this, they're supposed to both be one ounce, one ounce of silver, one ounce of gold, and they're different weight. And the silver sure. is quite a bit heavier than the gold is. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> so, you know, that, that is a dead giveaway. I don't even have to put it on the scale and I can feel a big weight difference. The gold is, is very light compared to the, to the silver. So, uh, so the weight and, and to make sure that it is exactly uh, one ounce, uh, the, um, rare earth magnet, uh, that is not going to be attracted to it, but you're going to get some kind of a, a little bit of a feedback in some way that uh, it's hard to describe. Yeah. And there's, and there's certain gold coins that are actually coins and then there's bullion. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, well, the, the difference is not that, that, uh, that striking, but you can look at an American Eagle, uh, put it on a scale. It'll weigh almost exactly the same as a Krugerrand. And that's because they're, they're actually 22 carat. An American Eagle has one ounce of meltable gold in it, but it has a little bit of copper, uh, to harden it and to, that, to coin it. That's why Krugerrands have the same thing. They're Krugerrands are meant to be, uh, in circulation. All the, you know, the pre 1933 American gold pieces is the same way. They have a little bit of copper in there a little bit of zinc to, to harden it, to strengthen it. So when you find something like uh, this uh, Canadian maple leaf, this one ounce gold bullion, that's 999. There's no coinage in, in it, but it's very uh, susceptible to scratches. That's why you always want to keep a cover on it. Um, you know, you, they're, they're not meant to be in circulation. You would never want to circulate something that's actually pure. So you got to look at the weights. That's, that's one thing. Whenever I buy an American Eagle or a Krugerrand, First thing I'm going to do is put it on. Now I have sophisticated bullion testing equipment, which, you know, obviously the normal person's not going to have when they go and right. uh, they're trading in gold and silver. But, you know, just a few different tests, just the, having a scale, having a rare earth magnet. That's one way you can do it. And then, you know, you talked about Venezuela. They've become very uh, proficient in uh, looking at uh, smaller scrap gold uh, as their currency, along with other cryptocurrencies. But they've been, uh, from what I've understood and what I've read, they've, 
they got gold pieces and, and scraps circulating as currency as well, which is, I think, something we'll probably be getting into in the next uh, three to five years. There'll be people that'll be trading more in scrap because I'm seeing that here uh, in the shop. People are starting to buy scrap for investments. Yeah. And of course, that's a, a long strategy of uh, people doing dishonest things where they would get uh, gold coins. And, you know, when they would have the, uh, what do you call it, the fluting or whatever that's around the uh, perimeter, the, the grooves that are around the perimeter, they would kind of shave them down a little bit. And not so much that you would notice, <laughs> but if they did it to enough coins that passed through their hands, they would start to accumulate uh, a significant amount of gold or silver. And so that type of thing has always uh, been around, you know, to, to do that type of thing. But I, I guess one of the key things is to make sure that you trust the person that you're buying from, uh, but to right. also verify it in the ways that you're talking about uh, there. And, and so that is, that is a key thing. And I think that's going to become uh, more of an issue. You know, when I look, Tony, at the gold, it isn't necessarily because I'm trying to get something that is going to uh, be going up in value compared to the U.S. dollar. Uh, we could wind up seeing that a lot with inflation, but it's because primarily I'm concerned about what they're doing with the digital currency, how they're going to use that to spy on us and to control us. You know, that right to privacy that they talk about, <laughs> they don't really <laughs> care about, uh, you know, that losing that right to privacy uh, is is what they're after and having your own physical money. And so it's going to be important for people, I think, if they start to use uh, silver coins and things like that as as currency to be able to figure out uh, whether they're authentic or not so they don't get ripped off, right? Well, yeah, they uh, they want you to, to have the ability to choose one currency, the uh, central bank digital currencies, which the total control grid, in my opinion, that's what I see, um, yes. you know, this decline of the dollar, everything that surrounds this controlled demolition of our society is leading towards a digital currency. So yeah, gold and silver, uh, even unlike, I like Bitcoin, as you know, but gold and silver are completely outside of the system. If you're trading amongst yourselves uh, for, with gold and silver, what does that have to do with the bank? Yeah. What does that have to do with monitoring? Of course, gold is non-traceable uh, in every respect, except for, you know, if you buy something like I brought some other props on, David, if you buy, buy something like this Republic one ounce gold bar, it'll come with this, and I'm turning it around for your camera, it'll come with a serial code on the back. Hmm. Now, that doesn't mean that you can, you know, if you take this bar out of this case, it doesn't mean you can trace the bar. It just means that if you want to look this up online, you can see that Republic manufactured it. Yeah. Um, and, and a lot of them have QR codes. You can scan it. Um, something like uh, also this, this is a graded piece here. This is from 1895. That's a $20 uh, Liberty, a U.S. Liberty. It's about one ounce of gold. Uh, that's graded by NGC. You'll also see. Um, yeah, pull it back a little bit. Audience, when you hold it real close to the camera, then it washes that out. So pull it back just a little bit further from the, pull it back. Yeah, pull it back towards pull it back, you. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Now people can see it about that distance that shows up. Yeah. And now that's then, an NGC graded $20 gold piece. Okay. So what your audience is going to also want to look for uh, when they're buying gold is don't overpay. Know how much gold is in the coin that you're buying. I see a lot of people, they call the 1-800 number they saw on TV or Fox News or whatever news channel, and they call it. And the first thing that happens to them is they're going to be put in some kind of numismatic collectible, which mm -hmm. there's a lot of, lot of margin in that. Um, I, I usually don't deal in them unless the customer's requesting them. And then we're going to look and try to find the best deal possible. But th that's happening a lot right now. People are leaving the traditional markets. They're going to gold. They're calling these 1-800 numbers. And that's fine. I'm not, uh, again, this isn't you know, I'm not just plugging Wise Wolf, but uh, we usually don't uh, steer anybody into numismatics. Uh, we're going to put somebody for the most amount of gold or silver for their dollar. And uh, you just, again, you got to be careful when you're buying out there. These and know, know who you're buying from. There's a, there's a, there's scammers, there's opportunists, there's charlatans. You got to watch out for that in the precious metals. Yeah. And, and that's the key thing. You know, it, it's, uh, I haven't, uh, Typically, I think I'm like most people. I've bought some gold in the past. I've never even sold it back to a dealer, uh, let alone, you know, using it as a transaction because, um, you know, outside of the monetary system. So that's why when I looked at this, I thought, yeah, I've really got to get Tony on to talk about this. Let's talk a little bit about what's going on, though, with uh, the price of gold. There's been a lot of changes in the last week. What's going on with it? Well, uh, the, the mainstream market, and of course, this is something gold bugs have been talking about for decades, which is that the price of gold and silver are artificially held low. I don't think that uh, that's even an argument anymore. It's, it's, in, it's advantageous for the central banks and the government, especially in the United States, to keep the price of gold 
uh, as low as possible because the dollar is uh, the, the petrodollar is the world's reserve currency, at least for now. But you see, you know, they printed 80% of all the dollars ever created in the last 24 months. Uh, and uh, that's having a it, who'd have thought, but you're having an effect on the purchasing power of the dollar when you create that much currency. So uh, the Fed is, is raising rates. And uh, people are saying, well, the, we have a strong dollar now, David. Did you know that you could have a, a strong dollar? It's uh, <laughs> very, very much. Well, we got to, is it by the number of unicorn? The number of uh, the pieces that they printed up is that what makes it strong? Is it the so, weight of it's the so debt? strong? <laughs> it's, uh, it's everywhere. It's it's uh, it's ubiquitous. Yeah. Yeah. So th- this is the, what you get from the mainstream, and and in my opinion, I think this is in direct correlation to uh, you see what happened to the ruble uh, at the beginning of the war in Ukraine. Uh, you know, there's all these sanctions put on Russia, as you've talked about many times. And then all of a sudden you see that the, the ruble starts to plummet. It goes to like from 79 uh, rubles to make one dollar to like 144, about three weeks in. And then something happens. You know, the Russians just said, look, the dollar is candy wrappers. We don't even accept them anymore. You have to turn your currency into rubles or we'll give you a discount if you use gold or we'll take the Chinese you want. They start doing all these strategic deals. Unlike we don't do strategic deals anymore. And you see the. Uh, you know, rubles start to to balance back out, and uh, now it's I think back to what it was uh, pre-war. And you know, the Russians have talked about uh, tying the ruble to gold. They're even accepting Bitcoin. And there's a there's a global shakeup. I mean, Israel just recently um, dumped a lot of their dollars and went into the Chinese yuan, the Brazil, the BRICS nations. This is again, I think you're seeing the the rapid decline of the, the U.S. dollar, and uh, it's not going to end well. You know, there, there was, uh, I, I talked about this uh, last week, um, the arbitrage has been set up between paper gold, uh, which is, you know, a derivative, it's an ETF market, it's coming from the Shanghai Gold Exchange, things like that. Uh, question as to whether or not they've got the gold backing that derivative, that ETF. But there was a divergence, we've seen that a couple of times between paper gold and physical gold. And uh, I saw a guy talking about the fact that that was being played by some people in arbitrage. So in other words, they'd buy the, the paper gold that is cheaper than physical gold, and then they would pay a conversion fee to get it in regular gold. And then they would take that gold and they would buy Russian oil with it because the Russians have said they'll give you a 30% discount if you pay in gold off of the oil. And, and so – uh, people were getting really, really wealthy off of that, making a, a tremendous amount of money they were operating on the black market. And a lot of people were, were doing that. Of course, it's not something you or I or individuals uh, could easily do uh, or could do at all. Uh, most likely wouldn't have any way that you could offload <laughs> black market oil. But uh, that was something that was happening. And, and the point they were making, uh, Tony, was the fact that Russia could also do this all day. Because as they've jumped the price up to $100 or more per barrel, they can give an, easily give a, a 30% discount. That's still $70, and their price out of the ground is, is $20. And uh, they can do that all the time. And so this has been a big windfall for, for Putin. And uh, I've seen some cold water poured on the idea that there is a uh, yeah, they're turning the ruble into a gold-backed currency. Uh, but it seems like they, they are making a lot of headway that way. Certainly a lot more than the uh, U.S. government is interested in doing in terms of backing their currency with gold. What do you, what do you think about that? Is it, is it gold currency? Or are they going to – it's not there yet, but is that uh, – have they made a lot of progress towards that? It's definitely trending that way. And you know, if you had enough, if you had enough nations uh, band together and then have like a separate Breton Woods and decide on a gold standard, that would effectively cancel out the dollar. And uh, that would be catastrophic for the military industrial complex in the American empire. You know, I've talked many times about uh, there's a little known story that wasn't picked up by many in the mainstream a couple of years ago. The Pentagon ran a simulated uh, war event uh, for a Gen Z Bitcoin revolt inside the United States. They were war gaming out the death of the dollar based on cryptocurrency. And of course, they have to be looking at this in gold. It's one of the reasons I think. Uh, that I mean, gold. I'll check the spot price right now, but I'm pretty sure that's 1868, 1868, yeah, uh, and that is it popped I mean, over 2,000 uh, a couple of weeks ago, maybe right? Uh, well, a couple of months ago, we were uh, we hit 2,060, I believe. It was right near the all time high for for about a day, hmm. and I was selling uh, retail gold inside the 2,100 dollar range. So, uh, yeah, I mean, just to to have that. 
that fall back that fast. There's something something going on here. And I think yeah. the reports yeah. of, of Russia and China banding together, the gold standard, taking gold uh, for crude oil. There's something with that. And the, so the U.S., you know, people talk about the U.S. going back on a gold standard and a lot of that kind of flows through the QAnon community. Uh, that's not going to happen. Um, this, at least in this, the, the government in its current form uh, cannot do that. I mean, you talk about the trillions of dollars outside of this country. Uh, most people don't know, but like I, this, this has always uh, uh, piqued my interest that 80% of all the $100 bills are not in the continental United States. Yeah. They're outside of the yeah. country. Um, so that all that, all those cash holdings, and you know, if you see the loss of purchasing power in the dollar, they're panicking right now. I mean, I think they're going to try to uh, stave off inflation, but at the same time, they're going to crush the economy. So it's, it's not good either way. But I and most of it printed recently, are, most of it printed uh, in just the last couple of years. Right. And, yeah. uh, you know, if you look at uh, the sanctions going on, I, I just, I, I think it's going to continue to make other countries stronger while, you know, I think the real sanctions, as you've pointed out, are on us. Yes. You know, they're yes. sanctioning us. You know, it's, it's our values, David, to pay $7, $8 a gallon for gasoline. It's like the <laughs> prime minister of Italy. What was it a week ago? Just was the like, price uh, you do pay. You want peace or do you want air conditioning? You know, it's, it's just, I mean, these yeah. planned uh, austerities, you know, all part of the great resets, what I'm talking to my audience about. I was like, yeah, you can talk about the war and it's very important because it could be World War Three and catastrophic. But just know that every move made by our so-called leaders is to reshape and to rebrand and to reset. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, there was an article I thought, and I've talked about it many times in the last couple of weeks on Zero Hedge about. One of the top Wall Street analysts over the last 40 years who's been right about a lot, he said, uh, the West needs war to save the dollar. They're going to get it. They're going to get World War III. They're trying to get the Russians to do a first strike. They're doing anything to, uh, to get uh, the, you know, into a worldwide war. And he said, the West needs war to save the dollar. Yeah. And he recommended yeah. that everybody get two years of storable food. I thought, wow, that's, you know, you talk about a Wall Street analyst who's, you know, talked stocks and bonds and picks for the last 40 years. And all of a sudden that kind of turning on that, I thought that was an interesting observation. I share uh, his sentiments. It seems that they want war would be the only way to save the dollar in, in yes. its current form as the world's reserve. You'd have to dominate again. You know, you know, this is back in the, you know, this well, this history well. But, you know, when Bretton Woods was in 1944 after the close of World War II, the U.S. was 5 percent of the world's population and we had 50 percent of its wealth. Yes. You know, and after, you know, years, decades of free trade deals, you know, with siphoning off the this country's manufacturing power and, of course, going off the gold standard, you know, countries and great empires, as you know, David, they they rise on things like gold standards and, you know, protection tariffs and manufacturing at home and staying out of wars. And they decline on fiat currency, free trade and endless war. And look, look we're in the decline phase. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Take a look at the uh, PPP. Right. Uh, you know, you talked about how after World War II, we had five percent of the population. We had 50 percent of the wealth. Well, now, you know, when you had that PPP uh, uh, from Trump, five uh, percent of the people got 50 percent of the money. Uh, so that, so we've transferred everything, you know, from Americans to yes. the uh, elite within America. We got a couple of questions, Tony, that uh, sure. Travis has been uh, grabbing here. Uh, this is from Harps. He says, hey, Tony. Do you have any Australian silver coins? If not, would you want to swap? <laughs> so. I've got some. Yeah, I've got Australian kangaroos. They're hard to come by these days. They used to be really plentiful. And uh, now that the all the mints, this is kind of some inside information, but all the mints, whether it's Canadian, Australian, American, um, they're backed up. And they're, I mean, the orders are, I mean, I have. You mean um, they got a supply one, chain you, problem? <laughs> <laughs> there's there's and it's funny you know this is kind of the clown world part of the economy right now oh yeah you look okay. at uh people can't find silver now you can call me i can lock in a price on silver i can get you your silver it depends on what you're looking for but usually you can get it out in two to three weeks and that's coming direct from the wholesaler direct from the trading floor some items are more available than others but you know what's funny is i'll see is is the availability gets less and less the price goes down and then it's huh. just insane to me because, because, you know, you talked about the paper gold, gold earlier and, you know, it's funny in that fractional reserve banking sense, like you could have a, a certificate for paper gold and a lot of those bullion houses, they will let you turn it into gold, but there's not enough gold to cover all the paper. That's right. That's, that's right. what's happening. That's on the Wall big Street. problem. It's, it's, right. it's like the real estate derivatives, you know, it's like, well, you know, there isn't anything real attached to this. And that's the, I think that's a big thing. Well, let me ask you this. You got any idea? Have you thought about what's going to happen? If that fraud is exposed, I mean, is that going to be good or bad 
for physical gold. I mean, you know, people might look at it and say, well, you know, I want the real thing and everybody rushed to that. Or it might be uh, people saying, well, uh, gold, I just can't trust it. What, what do you think is going to happen uh, when that uh, paper derivative gold and silver stuff blows up? Yeah, it's kind of like uh, Herbert Stein's law. You know, used to a uh, speechwriter for Nixon. Uh, Herbert Stein's law is kind of a joke. It says if something cannot go on forever, it will stop. And uh, Pat Buchanan's <laughs> always wrote about it. I always thought, thought that was funny. So this cannot go on forever. It will stop. Uh, what it, it, Will it be a result of the crash? Will it be a result of a war? Uh, you know, because gold bugs and people that are into silver like me, that we've been talking about this for years, it always seems like it's, it's tomorrow. There's going to be a, the price of silver is going to skyrocket. We're going to see, you know, $50 silver again, like we did in 1980. And I just think both metals are severely undervalued right now. If you look at the supply of the dollar, if you look at the, the destruction of the purchasing power of the dollar, um, you know, where it goes, how it blows up, I don't know. But I, I do look at, there's an article up on Zero Hedge. Um, you know, I don't know if you ever heard of Jim Rickards, David, but uh, Rickards yeah. used to work for the Central Intelligence Agency. He, he's, a, he's a finance guy, writer, a little bit of establishment, but I like Jim Rickards. He's a smart guy. And uh, he was saying yesterday that the price of gold, uh, in his opinion, will go to about $15,000 an ounce. Wow. Based off what the what based off what the U.S. has done. And he's low compared to some of the other gold bugs I follow. Wow. I think what people have to realize is, is we have this uh, normalcy bias based on the dollar where we say, well, you know, um, how many uh, how, how much gold uh, does it take to, you know, to make two thousand dollars or whatever when you really got it in reverse? Yeah, right. You know, if you go back to 1971, it was thirty five dollars an ounce for gold. And by 1979, 1980, I think it went to like about $800 at, at that time. So it's this massive push. That's when you had that, you know, the first real inflation shock throughout the 70s. But I think what we're looking at now, David, is you could say, well, the dollar, you know, it's going to be $10,000 an ounce gold. But what does that mean? What happened to your dollar? Does mm -hmm. that mean that, uh, that it's, your gold's worth so much more? I mean, I argue that gold really isn't worth more than it was in 1971. And you've had you know lots more uh, gold hit the markets. You've had a lot more mining, a lot more production. Um, but what you've had is you've had a catastrophic loss of purchasing power in the dollar, and that's what you know the most average American people have not figured that out. I mean, it's kind of that. That's why they start all these financial products. Yeah. That's why you have four hundred one ks and IRAs, and everybody has a stock account because you can't save like our ancestors did. If you if you didn't want to own a business and you just had a you know a homestead and you wanted to save for your future. And you take that silver dollar and you put it in a, a coffee can and bury it, you know, that, that oh, it yeah. would, it would dig it back up in 20 years and it'd be worth a dollar. That's right. But you can't do that anymore with, with fiat currency. So in my dad's generation, he could put money in the bank in a savings account. He could get a reasonable amount. It wasn't a big spread between what the bank would pay and what the bank would charge. Uh, there was a spread, but it wasn't like it is now, you know, where they get it for 0% interest. And if you've got a credit card debt, they're going to charge you 20% interest or something like that. Uh, we're, we're operating under a very criminal regime now. These are usury uh, actions that are being taken. There used to be a law against that, but of course that got removed. You know, when you look at this uh, again, what, what is Rickard's, uh, uh, Rickard saying in terms of the, the collapse of the dollar? Is that because of hyperinflation or because of uh, war? What, why did he? I'll pull this article up right yeah. now. The, his, his, his direct quote was, the U.S. destroyed trust and the world is turning to gold. So, the, you know, the, the trust in the U.S. dollar and the trust that, that the dollar would stay steady. I mean, look at what we're doing. I mean, you talk about the Biden regime alone, just these sanctions and, on Russia and and. Again, no one's talking about peace. It, it, our government is schizophrenic and out of control, and you, you can't you can't uh, bet your future on a currency by a country that's lost its mind and lost its way. That's right. Uh, we have we have no regard for what's uh, for the for pragmatism. I mean, say what you will, but you go back to the seventies, and you know Nixon opened China along with Kissinger. They were doing these big geopolitical power moves. You know, trying to position the United States. And again, I'm not arguing. For or against, I'm saying they were somebody was doing something strategically. We don't do anything strategically anymore. We <laughs> we, we, we will hurt know. ourselves. I mean, it, it's 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 just insane. We don't do anything like to to turn the economy back on. Well, the country is mean, being driven by Mr. Magoo. That's basically <laughs> what's happening right now. Uh, we got to take a break, Tony, because uh, they put this new feature. I don't know if it's just us or if Zoom has changed this, but they got a time limit on what we can do on the Zoom call. So we're going to have to take a break. 
So we can reestablish uh, contact with you. Travis will do that right away. Uh, so, folks, stay with us. We're going to be right back. I want to get to your questions because we've got some more questions that we've uh, got up here. And um, uh, we will answer those. And uh, we'll be right back. Stay with us. The Common Man. They created Common Core to dumb down our children. They created Common Past to track and control us. Their Commons Project to make sure the commoners own nothing. And the communist future. They see the common man as simple, unsophisticated, ordinary. But each of us has worth and dignity created in the image of God. That is what we have in common. That is what they want to take away. Their most powerful weapons are isolation, deception, intimidation. They desire to know everything about us while they hide everything from us. It's time to turn that around and expose what they want to hide. Please share the information and links you'll find at thedavidnightshow.com. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. If you can't support us financially, please keep us in your prayers. TheDavidKnightShow.com Whether you're feeling like the blues or bluegrass, APS Radio has you covered. Check out a wide variety of channels on our app at APSRadio.com. Right, and uh, I think we've reestablished that connection. I was talking to Tony. He said, you had not heard of that before. You've not heard of that, uh, Tony, about the 30-minute 30, 30 uh, thing? It's may, maybe that special uh, treatment that uh, they're reserving for us. <laughs> Sounds know. great. Sounds like you've uh, you've been selected for a special yeah. treatment. Yeah, I've I've had that happen to me many times. And I would just say that about APS Radio. Look, folks, Spotify has kicked me off time and again. And uh, if you want to listen to music, go to APSRadio.com. Go to somebody that supports us, uh, somebody that supports free speech. Uh, he's got news as well as music. So think about that. He's got an app at APS Radio uh, as well. So uh, take a look, APSRadio.com. You'll find our program, news, and a lot of different types of music. And, of course, another supporter of ours is Tony Arterbrin and wisewolf.gold. You can find a direct link with davidknight.gold there. Tony, we were, uh, we've were we got a lot of questions from people. Uh, I want to kick them on to you. Here's one from uh, MS, uh, Ms. Uh, PHT. She asks, what about the InfoWars coins? <laughs> do you know anything? I don't know anything about any InfoWars coins. Uh, I, I do not know about the InfoWars coins. Yeah, yeah, I don't know about that. Um uh, Solo Cat 1980 says Gateway Pundit often advertises their Trump coins, and the ad looks like a regular news article. LOL. <laughs> I think that's a comment. Yeah, you might want to check those things for weight <laughs> coming from well, Trump. Or, uh, <laughs> you can get burned really bad by collectibles. Yeah. And uh, I mean, just again, even if you're buying a one ounce silver bullion round, but it has some special thing like a stamp of Trump on it. You know, they're going to charge you 45, 50 bucks yeah, and they're premium. only worth 30 at the most, you know, so just be careful. There's, I mean, you can find things and then you'll get like, it'll say like, uh, it's uh, real silver plating, you know, and yeah. it's like silver plating, you know, even some of the best fakes, David, and, and I've seen these where they'll go to links. Well, they'll actually put real gold or silver on the outside and, yeah. and there'll be copper or lead on the inside. And so, again, it's very, very important to, to, to know who you're buying from and, and what, what is their business about? That's, that's the thing that's you right. should be. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. The, the, uh, and, and it's just, as you point out, collectibles. I mean, I've seen people get burned on this in terms of buying manufactured collectibles like dolls or something or Beanie Babies or something. You know, you get to go through these different things. If somebody can manufacture something and they're manufacturing it, even if they tell you they're going to break the mold, well, guess what? What we typically see is a few weeks down, they're going to come up with something. Yeah, we're not going to make that exact one. But we're going to tweak it just a little bit and put it out again. Uh, so manufactured collectibles are not really all that collectible. Here, here's a serious question here. Uh, Brian McCartney asks, what is the best initial investment in the metals if you're on a budget? Silver, hands down. Uh, what you're going to want to do is just, 
any bit of silver that you can get. If it's fractional, get it. If it's sterling silver, get it. If you can buy a sterling silver spoon, get it. You know, you can, that's another uh, overlooked investment. I mean, sterling silver is a, you know, it's sterling silver is 92.5% silver. That's what they used to, when you hear like the, the family silver set, that's what that was. It was sterling silver. And um, sterling silver has a lot of healing properties too. That's why they would put silver dollars in the milk on a long wagon trail, you know, the colloidal silver you can use for antibacterial stuff. Silver is used in medicine. So if you just get silver, whether it's you know, the pre-1965 quarters or dimes or half dollars, just start stacking a little bit. If you're on an extreme budget, you know, everybody has a savings account. Mm-hmm. So what I would say is if you've got $20, uh, find, you know, a, a, a dealer that's reputable. And, uh, and somebody like me, like if you wanted to, I've got a program coming up. I'm, I'll probably have to uh, come back on and talk about it. We've got a new program coming up for monthly memberships where you could send $20, $50 and uh, get guaranteed pricing and, you know, guaranteed deals and stuff that walks in here, which would be better than going and buying online and paying shipping. Mm-hmm. So if you just get a little bit and save up, uh, that's going to make a difference. But, you know, if, if you if you have a little bit of extra cash and you're putting that away, turn that into silver. That's my recommendation. And I think there's there's something else about that as well. You know, I, I've seen um, uh, you've got a lot of uh, Christian advisors who will uh, talk about getting out of debt and doing this. And I've, I've seen them have some people on their show. I remember one in particular, there was a medical doctor. He had a lot of money, but he says, I won't use a credit card for anything. I won't even use it to buy gas because I it's just a temptation for me to spend money. And I thought, well, you know, you can always pay off the gas bill at the end of the month or whatever. But but again, if you I see the, you know, putting it into silver and setting that away, that's one way to save because it's a lot harder. It's very easy to spend plastic and it's a little bit easier to, uh, you know, a little bit harder to spend, um, uh, you know, uh, cash or something like that. You know, the plastic is super easy uh, to spend. It's a little bit harder to spend cash because, as that doctor was saying, I don't always have enough cash with me. So that kind of controls my spending. And so with the the metals, because they're a little bit more illiquid, uh, that's a an easier way for you to save. I think that's that's one way to look at it. Yeah, that that premium that you pay to buy physical gold or silver is going to keep you from turning it in the next week. That's you're right. going to want to hold it unless it's an emergency. That's right. You know, so that's why it's a perfect savings account, especially if you're buying it right. You know, you're not buying it in the collectible phase. You're not overpaying. You know, you you need to know what the spot price of silver is, and then know what the retail price. There's two different things. There's the, there's physical price, and then there's spot price. So know those two prices before you buy. And you know, obviously, anybody who buys through me, I'm going to tell them exactly what uh, those two prices are. Well, tell everybody what those two prices are. What's the physical price and the spot price? Well, today, I mean, before I even check the trading floor, you're looking at about $24 an ounce or $28 an ounce for uh, physical uh, generic uh, bullion rounds for silver. And it's about $23 an ounce for spot. Let me check spot real quick. But w- and this which is, markets again, are they? Is that the commodity market versus, um, uh, you know, for the, for the uh, physical market versus... Um, uh, yeah. yeah. So like t- t- today, silver is at $22 and 30 cents on the spot price. This is goldprice.org, or you can go to wisewolf.gold and check the price. Th- that is the bare minimum global spot price trading price for silver. And it's down, but the physical price for real silver in your hand, generic bullion, a one ounce round is going to be about $28. So you're looking at about a, a little bit over a $5 spread. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's pretty common. Uh, the reason, I mean, my cost right now for silver rounds from the wholesaler is going to be about 26. I try to make $2 an ounce on yeah. silver. And everybody knows that anybody calls me that they just know that. So uh, look at those two prices and you can find that either by calling me or you can go to JM Bullion or you can go to Atmex and look at, find out what their, you know, their generic round is, whether it's like a Buffalo round or something like a Republic stamp. You're going to see that price is between $27.50 and $28, somewhere in that range for retail. But that, you know, this is this is where the, the clown world economy, as I call it, kicks in, because you see, um, like you call me and say, How, well, I want, you know, silver delivered to my door next week. Sorry, you know, I can't do it. I, mean, <laughs> I can drive down to Dallas right now. And I've, you know, I've spent a lot of money with the trading floor. They know my account very well. Um, if I go down there right now and say, I've got, you know, $10,000 in cash or I wired you $100,000, I need silver. They say, you know, go back home. We'll smell it to you in two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, I mean, it just, it's just, again, nobody, nobody has access to it unless you're a dealer and there's somebody walking in and selling it to you. So just know that uh, there's a push right now to devalue, to keep the metals as low as possible. And I don't think they're going to stay there that long. 
Mark M228 asks, what mix of gold versus silver should one have? Depends on your net worth. Depends on how, uh, like if you, if you've got a net, you say you've got, you know, two or $300,000, I'm going to want you to have uh, probably 60, 70% of that in gold. I'm going to recommend that. The reason being is because it's portable. Mm-hmm. If you need mm-hmm. to leave, you know, if you need to move, if you need to travel, if you need to get out of town, you can put uh, $200,000 worth of gold in a backpack real easy. Uh, not so much with, a, with silver. You're going to need, you're gonna need uh, some help. A moving uh, truck. You're going to need a suitcase with a forklift. I mean, you're going to need, well, not, a forklift, not for 200000 but you, you get the point. Yeah. So when I, I always ask people, what are your goals? Uh, you know, are you trying to move? Are you, are you going to be more mobile? Uh, and, of course, at, at some level, you're going to want a third-party storage vault. I mean, the richest people in the world, uh, they don't keep their gold at home. They don't keep their silver at home. I mean, you can at some level. I mean, I obviously have my own storage and stuff, but uh, people need to be be careful not to uh, to let their security lapse if they got that much. But I would say. Oh, yeah. Uh, That's one of the reasons why you're seeing uh, gangs organize in, in places like L.A. going into the rich neighborhoods because, you know, that's where the money is, right? <laughs> so you don't don't keep your money there. Uh, like, I think that was John Dillinger that says it back in the 30s. Right. Of, why do you rob yeah. banks? That's where the money is. That's right. Yeah. That's I think right. I th- it really it's a personal preference uh, as, as far as the mix is concerned. I really love silver. Um, I think is an industrial metal, uh, of course, gold is too, but you know, silver being uh, in the components for EVs, for electric vehicles, I think about two kilograms for each new car. So the, the, uh, it's the most thermoconductive metal. So it's in solar, it's in medicine. We've seen the uses of silver in medicine. So um, silver, again, I highly, highly undervalued. I mean, you know this, David, 1980 silver went to $50 an ounce because of the Hunt brothers driving it up. Mm-hmm. $50 in 1980, you know, I was uh, not yet a year old in 1980. Um, that, what is that like $200 today? Yeah. So, I mean, and, and the silver to gold ratio in our, our country's founding was, was 16 to one, 16 ounces made, uh, of silver made one ounce of gold until 1933 from saying, so, you know, from the, from the constitution until 1933. So, um, and now it's off the charts. I think it's about 70 or 80, wow. uh, ounces. Wow. So silver is, I think undervalued. Uh, more than gold is. Uh, so I would, you know, if you're a smaller investor, I'd stick a lot more into silver, but you know, people call me all the time and say, I've got $5,000. What should I do? And I was like, well, you should get one ounce of gold and the rest in silver. That's usually what I say. That's if it's great. that amount. Uh, I've got a comment here from guard goldsmith. And of course, uh, uh, you people are going to be seeing Tony and guard when we move, <laughs> when I get them, uh, to, uh, to do the show, they both do a great job on it. Guard goldsmith said, I got silver via Tony and he's a terrific guy, both in his business and personal ethics. And I agree with that. Uh, it's one of the reasons why I don't have any problem recommending Tony. And, uh, I, I got some uh, silver from him in the past and, uh, I really, Really did appreciate dealing with him and uh, guard seconds that. I've also got here Tony uh, Mark M228 asks, how long until we're Weimar, Germany? Hyperinflation. It kind of depends on the route we go. Um, you know, if we go to war, if there's a worldwide war, uh, then there won't be a Weimar Republic style hyperinflation for a very long time. Yeah. And that's unfortunate because it's going to cost, I mean, it's going to be catastrophic for the globe. Um, so I don't, there's no good choices here. Uh, as far as, you know, the hyperinflation and you see, you know, it takes uh, what, $10,000 to buy a loaf of bread or something like that. Um, I, I don't know. Um, yeah. we, we've, this, this dollar has outlasted almost every doomsday prediction because it's, I think the scale is so massive that even a pessimist can't wrap their head around. It. It's like, if you look at the, and again, it's because the dollar began as the gold standard. It's because the, the United States was left uh, the least injured after World War II. Mm-hmm. You know, we did sacrifice a lot, but as far as, you know, I mean, Japan was destroyed, Europe was in ashes, and we came out uh, looking uh, really good and having a lot of uh, political and economic strength. So carrying that forward, I mean, it has a lot of momentum, but you can see the arc and it's, it's trending downward. It's, you know, People aren't looking to America as the place of the future anymore. I mean, we're, our, our infrastructure is crumbling. Our, politi- our politics are corrupt. We see that everywhere we turn. So uh, the, the world knows that. They sense it. And I think they're slowly backing away. Um, I mean, they've tried to make Russia a pariah. 
But, you know, if Russia can avoid war with us, I don't know how they're going to, but if they can avoid war at some, in some way, uh, they're going to be a lot stronger after these sanctions and we're going to be a lot weaker. So I don't know when hyperinflation is going to come. I just know that I, I'm not saving dollars. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, you know, th- there was an article I saw uh, this week saying we're not 1920 or 1970 right now. And they were talking about the differences, you know, as we look at hyperinflation or just a uh, uh, stagflation like we saw in the 1970s. They said the difference was in the 1920s, e- even though you had individuals in the stock market that were highly leveraged and uh, buying stocks on margin and it ruined them. And, you know, the proverbial uh, guy jumping out of the windows on Wall Street, the government itself was not deeply in debt. And even though in 1970 you had the government more in debt, what was kicking that off was an energy crisis. It was part of an embargo from outside. Now we're doing it to ourselves. And even there you had, because of demographics, you had a lot of people who are entering the workforce. And you also had um, uh, new oil supplies that were coming on board. So that helped us to get out of that fairly quickly. But um, now what we have is massive debt. Uh, we have uh, self-inflicted supply issues that I think is really going to be the the controlling factor. When I look at all of these different things uh, in terms of even like the, the housing bubble, what is happening with the, the housing market, uh, just as we're talking about do we evaluate uh, gold in terms of the dollar because is the value of, of gold fluctuating or is it the value of the dollar that's fluctuating? You know, when we look at that, with with houses, houses are crazy. Uh, what has happened to the value of, of houses, both in this market where we are and the one we're trying to go to? And, and so, uh, when you look at it from that perspective, uh, is is that because of um, you know what what is happening with the debt and the interest rates? Yes, but then there's also another factor in here, which is what's happened to the supply chain. You know, it's getting very difficult for people to get things finished. And so that's going to be something that we've never seen before that's going to be factoring into all of these things. And so it's really, I think, pretty hard to uh, predict what is going to happen because we've never seen the supply chain disrupted the way it is. And we've never seen it being done by our own governments to us the way that they're doing now. Well, you're absolutely right. And housing's in a massive bubble and, and precious metals are not. Usually the other way around, you know, housing, uh, gold will go up and silver will be up when housing's down a lot of times. And you can, a lot of people will invest in silver, uh, invest in gold and and then cash that out in in a time when housing's down so they can purchase. But, you know, you talk about um, in in the past, you can't really compare this to any part of our past uh, as far as our debt, as far as the loss of purchasing power of the dollar. It's because we always had room to run. I mean, if you look at uh, you know the end of the 1980s, the Soviet Union fell apart. It broke into 16 pieces. I mean, we were the hegemonic dominant power of the world. And of course, we instead of having peace and restoring the republic, we blew it. You know, had the neocons in charge like Wolfowitz, and we went on on the Crusades. And you know, the, the, back then you could continue the Ponzi scheme, David. A Ponzi scheme requires new members. It requires new investors. We we brought in a we you know. The, the Asian sphere we brought in uh, during that time. I mean, China got most favored trading status for uh, in in December of 2001, exactly 90 days after 9/11. You know, so I mean, we have um, done everything. Our leaders have done everything possible to weaken the position of the United States as as a strength and manufacturing power and a, and a productive nation. And the dollar is really, I think, the, a byproduct of our consumerism. Most people don't realize when you swipe your credit card, when you go get a loan. That creates new dollars, yeah. Right. That's, That's right. It, it, we feed off of debt. Everything is a. We used to be the the greatest creditor nation, and we're the manufacturing marvel of mankind. I mean, you mentioned yesterday we're the arsenal of democracy. You know, this is what we were called. We we were called on to you know make tanks and the and the planes and all the bombs and all the things to support nations during the last two world wars. Well, that that's gone away. We don't produce anything anymore. We're we're on a we're on a decline, and and again, I argue it's on purpose. We're on a, this is we're the first civilization and country in history that has declined artificially. I mean, there, every nation has declined. Every civilization has its zenith and then decline. But we were brought down artificially. We're we're on an artificial timeline. We should not be in this situation, but we are. We, we find ourselves in a very precarious situation. People that still love the country. I. I I love this country and uh, I hate seeing what's happening to it, but the facts are the facts. 
Yeah. The U.S. dollar is not going to survive this decade. I do not, not in its current form, not as the world's reserve currency. And I think at a certain level, they know that. I think they want to, to guide us into a central bank digital currency. That will be the problem reaction solution, kind of the Hegelian dialectic, where you end up with that as, as your savior. That will be the, pro- the proposal. Like just, you know, I know you're broke. Just activate your digital wallet, do your thumb scan, scan your iris, and then you'll have your own uh, government approved digital wallet. And, and now uh, we can approve if you. And we, we can, can give you some money activity. to stick in there. You know, here's your universal right. basic income. That's why I, you know, I don't trust Elon Musk on that because he's been at the center of that, just like uh, Bloomberg pushing the universal basic income. That is the ultimate control, uh, pushing this through with money. And, and that's the thing that's going to, more than anything else, usher in. Uh, the digital currencies, the digital IDs, it's what they have done in a poor country uh, like India. Uh, Gates has gone in there with the Aadhaar system and said, well, you know, we got some money for you. And we'll you know, help you with medical bills and food and stuff like that. But if you want some of that welfare, you're going to have to take the number. You're going to take the Aadhaar. And, and if you don't take the Aadhaar, you're not going to get anything from us. It's the same kind of thing they're holding to our head with, uh, you know, the gun to our head with uh, the vaccines. And we've seen, thanks to Trudeau, we've also seen, and this is going to apply not just to Canada and Trudeau. This is every politician, all these politicians that have done the same thing to us for the last couple of years. They're going to do the same thing to us when it comes to weaponizing uh, the money. Uh, that's exactly what every one of them is going to be like Trudeau. And, and that's why when I look at that, it's like, well, I want to have something that is outside of the system, that is outside of their control, that is even physically uh, something that I know where it is and, and have some control over it. Because I, I know what crooks these guys are and that there is absolutely nothing that they won't do in order to get control of us. Yeah, this period of time has been called the last gold rush ever. I've heard that there's a book written as the last gold rush ever. And uh, they made a lot of uh, a lot of interesting points that I happen to agree with uh, that, you know, that right now the window to go and get physical gold and silver, you could walk into a shop like mine or any trusted dealer, you know, take out, you know, five, $10,000 in cash, buy gold or silver, walk out the door. That's between you and the dealer. There's no paperwork filled out. As long as you don't break the $10,000 cash limit, uh, there is no paperwork. So uh, again, I think that, that's how it is now. Yeah. I don't think it'll last forever because the government is always interested in your freedom. They want to hate you for your freedom, as you say. I, I love that. Yeah. Because <laughs> we were all, it's the terrorists. I hate you for it's, your freedom. It's, it's the government. <laughs> the government hates and, us for uh, our freedoms. And they want every one of them. And, and, you know, talking about that, it's not just, I mean, it's now $600. Has that gone into effect? I mean, they were talking about that instead of $10,000 flag you. Isn't it 600 now that they do that? And do you think they did that because they're worried about people uh, getting out of the system? Or are they going to do it? Well, of course. I mean, yeah, it's the banks uh, are voluntarily, I think a lot of them doing even more monitoring. I'm just trying to stay in the good graces. I mean, I have a really good bank here in Missouri. uh, And I I mean, they have not bothered me one bit, but uh, gold dealers and people that deal in cryptocurrency, banking is an issue. And uh, I, you know, again, I, I know it's funny. People ask me all the time, how do I, do you have any recommendations on privacy? And I'm like, you're asking me about how to stay private. I'm an idiot. I'm the one. (laughs) I'm broadcast. I'm calling in an airstrike on myself every day, but I, I don't, <laughs> exactly. yeah, I, I, don't uh, I don't know how else to be, you know, this is just who I am and the things that I believe in are, you know, freedom and, and, and I like uh, helping people when it comes to trading in their Luciferian bankster notes for real, real money, <laughs> such as gold and silver. So I'm going to continue to do that. But yeah, I think the banks are monitoring those transactions. I mean, I got to notice, I know that you got kicked off of Venmo Venmo noticed me the other day about certain limits. I, and there's a bunch of fine print, you know, and I'm thinking, okay, here we go. So they're already doing that. And uh, again, they, well, you know, that's the thing. It was Venmo and PayPal. They're both owned by the same company. Right. right. And and so, and they both kicked me off at the same time and and there wasn't anything, you know, I I didn't understand that there was just a lot of small transactions and and that's why I called them. It's like, is it the number of transactions, you know, the fact that they're small or what is the deal about this? You know, why is that? And I said, well, there's nothing about that. No, there's no information at all about it. So I, I knew it was politics. I mean, I've had that happen to me over and over again. And that'll probably happen with you as well. You know, there was an interesting question, uh, Tony, uh, in terms of the Biden administration talking about how they want to cancel student debt. And one of the reporters there asked them, have you thought about how that's going to impact inflation? Uh, And they answered, of course, no. 
because they don't care. They don't care about inflation. They don't care about debt. I mean, this is, they've just completely detached themselves from reality in every aspect of life, whether you're talking about gender and sex or whether you're talking about finances. These people are completely unhinged, aren't they, from reality? Oh, they don't care at all about fiscal responsibility. We've that ship has long oh, since yeah. sailed. Uh, yeah. I mean, you talk, they but they do care about revenue, right? They want those taxes from from you, the middle class. I mean, not from the billionaires. The you know the 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 transnational corporations and 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 the mega banks. They don't care about their taxes, but your taxes. You know, the, any competition for the for the ruling class, they want you taxed, and especially their political opposition. So that is interesting. That's right. Yeah, I think everybody ought to be asking, why is it, if the debt doesn't matter, why are you going through this charade that you have to tax us? And, of course, the answer, if people were to stop and think about that, is, as you just said, because they want to control us, because they want to take away our disposable income, because they want us living hand-to-mouth, if possible. That's the only reason they're doing taxes. They don't care about balancing the budget. They're going to put out the student loans uh, uh, debt relief that they're talking about doing. I mean, they they went to a, a very high level uh, that they would do this. They said, well, we'll cap it uh, to people who earn less than 125000 or 150000 Seriously? And, and then when you talk about a, a joint income tax, you're talking about uh, 250000 to 300000 for couples. Now, if we look at what the median family income is, it ranges from 45000 in Mississippi to 85000 in Maryland because, again, that's the suburbs of Washington. But they're talking about forgiving debt for, for students who are going, uh, you know, people who are now making a quarter of a million to $300,000. This is just about buying votes. That's all this, that, that's really about. Uh, before we run out of time, though, I want to uh, get you to tell people where they can find you uh, because you've got a lot of programs as well as um, wisewolf.gold. Tell, tell people uh, where they can find you on Rockfin and other places. I'm on Rockfin on the America Unplugged channel. I do a show with uh, Don Jeffries and Billy Ray Valentine over there on Saturdays called America Unplugged. Uh, you can find my radio show is on there as well. And uh, I have a, a website, arterburn.news. I do a radio show on Worldwide Christian Radio at 9.30 a.m. The Answer in San Antonio a couple of times a week, David. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I also have a podcast that I do with my friend Kenzie. She's a she's one of those Gen Zers that the Pentagon, I'm sure, was, uh, was wargaming over. She's a, a crypto analyst and a gold and silver bug, too. Uh, we do a show called the Wise Wolf Golden Crypto Show, which is a podcast you can find anywhere. That's and, cool. uh, yeah, I mean, and, and of course, uh, oh, I always busy. love, uh, being on with you, David, I consider this is kind of one of my home shows, you know, every once in a while I'll get to host for you or, or be on. So I, I, I archive anytime I've been on with you as well. I, I didn't think about it. I, I'm not uh, stepping on your toes or in conflict with your scheduling rise on rock fan. Am I on Saturdays? Cause we're on it like uh, six o'clock central time. What time is your show? Oh, sir. Uh-huh. It's 11 AM central time oh, okay. uh, for American employee. We'd love to have you on sometime. It's an yeah. hour show. We just go through the the headlines. Uh, so we'll, we'll send an invite soon. That's cool. Yeah. I, I didn't want to put my, I, I moved it without even thinking to look to see what time you're on. Uh, but thank you so much for, for coming on, Tony. Always great to uh, hear you and folks, you're going to be hearing a lot of Tony, hopefully uh, when, when we move, he's going to take on a lot more responsibility. And I appreciate that. Uh, th- great to have you, Tony. Appreciate that. Wisewolf.gold. Of course, you can also find it davidknight.gold as well. That's the program, folks. Thanks for watching. Have a good day. Tell Alexa to add the APS radio skill and have access to the best channels anywhere. From country to blues, classic hits to news, APS radio curates incredibly diverse playlists for you to enjoy. Get details at APSradio.com. common man. They created common core to dumb down our children. They created common past to track and control us. Their commons project to make sure the commoners own nothing and the communist future. They see the common man as simple, unsophisticated, ordinary. But each of us has worth and dignity created in the image of God. That is what we have in common. That is what they want to take away. Their most powerful weapons are isolation, deception, intimidation. They desire to know everything about us while they hide everything from us. It's time to turn that around and expose what they want to hide. 
Please share the information and links you'll find at thedavidnightshow.com. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. If you can't support us financially, please keep us in your prayers. thedavidnightshow.com.